enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Looking for Love, and today we're talking about orgasms. Orgasms. Yes, and that is Mark Phelan, who is with me today. Hi, Mark. Orgasms. <laughs> Como se dice orgasms. <laughs> orgasms. Muy bueno. Yeah, you get excited just thinking about orgasms. Who, I know. who doesn't? Let's face it. I mean, it's one of those words yeah, you're thinking, mm, okay, let's orgasms. talk about Orgasms. It. it does bring up good memories. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there are the people that could probably count on one hand the number of encounters they've had. Who knows? But yeah, it's a word that I conjures hope not, up. But yeah, here's the, I mean, look at orgasms are fabulous. I mean, who doesn't want an orgasm and who doesn't want their partner to have an orgasm? Mm-hmm. So they're great. So they're always going to be good. Sometimes they're phenomenal. Sometimes they're great, but it's awful hard to have a bad orgasm. No, but sometimes they're little. Poquito. There's different qualities of orgasms. Oh, sure. Sometimes they're very little. Sometimes they're very brief. Sometimes they're very intense and powerful. And mm-hmm. and sometimes they're expanded. Uh, sometimes we have full body orgasms. Oh, yeah. And, so, you know, they come in all shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's nothing. We can't say anything bad about an orgasm. That's right. But they are problematic in some ways in our relationships. I mean, tell me how important it is for you for you and or your partner to have an orgasm when you're having sex? Well, it's the end-all, be-all. That's the target. 99% of guys, if they're thinking they had a successful encounter, is they got off. It's kind of the measurement, of right? Course. The evaluation Because if you've tool. done, and you harken back as a youth, a guy going to first base, second base, ooh, she's touching me down there. Oh, I came so close. But if you have to finish yourself off, it wasn't successful. The orgasm that is then provided with a partner, okay, that's what we've achieved. That is what we strive for. Achieve. You said the word, and mm-hmm. I hear that so often in my office. Can't achieve an orgasm. Um, my partner can't achieve an orgasm. And that's problematic right there. You should almost say earn an orgasm. Well, I like to say experience an orgasm. Yeah, that's a good word. It is, right? Because if we're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. now we're in doing mode. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes... A competition. It becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. But you said it, and it's true, that it is kind of the thing that we're going for. The end all, be all. And the reality is orgasms, even the long, really intense ones, don't last for that long when right. you think about it. I mean, what percentage of a lovemaking session is the orgasm? Exactly. A very small percentage, unless... You know, it is the experience. Sometimes that can happen too. But generally speaking, if we're having a a really satisfying sexual experience or lovemaking session, I mean, we're going to say 15 minutes. Look, there are times when we can have, you know, sex or make love for hours or an hour. But most of us, the average, if we're going to get really honest here, it's about 15 minutes. As we get a little older, you'll have multiples. You can achieve climax or have a climax, or earn a climax, any way you want to say it. Experience and then you have a one. refractory period, then you can do another and another. When you're young, you can do four or five in a session, in a time. As you get older, it's one, 
Yeah, well, maybe too. If you're a man. Yeah. So women, that doesn't change for us so much. Right. But that's the thing. Uh, for men, if you feel like the woman that's we saw in the old uh, When Harry Met Sally and the achievement of the orgasm for a woman, whether you fake it or not, a guy feels like he's been successful. He's a man. Right. He's delivered the goods. And that's why a lot of women fake it. Exactly. Because they feel that their partner expects that of them. And wants to provide it. And then you feel well, like, no, okay, I've done a, the job. There is a difference. If women felt that their partner wanted to provide it, that wouldn't be so bad. That wouldn't be so problematic. Cause yeah, that's a nice thing. But when a woman feels that their partner expects them to have an orgasm and they're going to feel bad if she doesn't, mm -hmm. that's a whole other thing. And so that's when oftentimes a woman will fake an orgasm. And, you know, if you ask a woman why she would fake an orgasm, you get a lot of different reasons. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Right. I was done. It's not you. It's me. It wasn't going to happen. And I, he wants to make sure that I have an orgasm and he's going to keep trying until I do. And I sometimes I just can't. So I just fake right. it. And by the way, men fake it too. Have you ever faked an orgasm? No. Actually, no, that's not true. Oh, I love it. I was going to call you out. So. That's not true. I mean, it's probably been one of those times. It's like, yeah, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was great. Yeah. Because, yeah, we expect that too. So it is one of those things that's an expectation. And mm. when it's an expectation and a goal, then it actually is not a positive thing right. in our lives. I think the spontaneous, that combustible feeling that you just are ravenous and the libidinous lust that's bursting inside of you, that's unbelievable. And sometimes you can't control it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you come quicker than you want to. And that's that's kind of a drag because, oh, this is so great, this is so great. Oh, damn it. I wanted to go on longer. Right. And, the, you know, that can be especially problematic for men if because, as you said, and exactly. there is a refractory period. So, again, if you're a young man and you come quicker than you would like – Chances are you hang out long enough, you mm -hmm. could have intercourse again and probably get an erection. But the good news is, no matter how old you are, just because you ejaculate, and there are men who do, by the way, have multiple orgasms, uh, they're able to do that, but that's a whole other show. Uh, but just because you ejaculate or you're done, you're not going to get an erection again, doesn't mean that the sex has to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Now you can have a good time and you can focus on pleasing your partner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a different way of thinking about things. But when we're focusing on that, that goal or that achievement, trying to get our partner to come or even trying not to come, by the way, that can mm -hmm. be problematic too. It's because we're not in the moment. Sure. Also trying to have a simultaneous orgasm. I mean, that's never a good thing. It, it, there again, it becomes work. Right. Yeah. Instead of, okay, you ready? You close. Oh, so am I. Okay. No, no, oh, dang. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's, and it's not necessarily, it's, it's not fine, necessarily but, yeah. more enjoyable. No. Now, sometimes they happen. Oh, yeah. And, and, sometimes a, you, and sometimes you can orchestrate it a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. you're really close. And so, you know, you can kind of do that. Yeah. Start but, thinking about baseball or the mother-in-law. <laughs> no, don't those do kind that. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. When you are trying to do that and that is the goal, it just really gets in the way. Right. And by the way, it can be really exciting to see your partner have an orgasm and you not. So you can actually be more fully there and experience that joy right. of, of seeing your partner so turned on. So, I mean, there are some things that get in the way of 
orgasms. And if you think about what an orgasm is, all it is is a really heightened level of arousal. Like you said, it's that buildup. And then there's that release. But I don't know. I think for me and a lot of people I talk to, it is that that build up that right before, especially if you could hang out there for a while, right before you orgasm, oh, yeah. that that's the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. And then if you can hold on to that for a while, and then when you do actually mm-hmm. allow yourself to have that orgasm, it's that much more intense. It feels that much better. And that can be a fun little erotic game too. Not not coming and telling your partner that they're not allowed to. And it's a it's sort of a psychological trick in a way because when a woman is feeling pressured to have an orgasm, which she oftentimes is, especially if she's having difficulty having an orgasm, and that can create a whole pattern in a relationship, sometimes telling her that she's not allowed to have an orgasm. Ooh, naughty little it can, girl. It can, de- right? it can definitely bring it up, that heat. It can keep things exciting and add a whole new dimension. And saying that to a guy can be a good thing too. Or just having that agreement, hey, let's make love tonight. Let's not have intercourse. I always say taking intercourse off the table can create a whole new way off the table put it on the floor (laughs) well that's another idea too (laughs) on the table on the floor you know switching it up is a really good thing so what about women who want to have orgasms they want to have usually orgasms with penetration or intercourse Mm -hmm. and so i hear from women and they send me an email or they leave me a message saying i'm having trouble orgasming more often than not what she's talking about is She can have orgasms alone. She can have orgasms with oral sex. But what she's talking about is she can't have orgasms with intercourse. Mm -hmm. And she feels that that is a problem. And maybe her partner feels that that's a problem too. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting to have an orgasm if you're a woman during intercourse with a man. Nothing wrong with that. However, there are many women who just don't have orgasms with intercourse because they need more direct clitoral stimulation. And when we can just accept that, you know, it's a it's an okay thing. You can still have very pleasurable intercourse. It can be extremely pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And look, at there are some ways, and we'll talk about it uh, in the show in a little bit, about ways that women might be able to amp up that possibility, that arousal to be able to experience an orgasm during intercourse. But if she doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's a failure. I mean, what's the sex about? It's about pleasure and connection. Exactly. It's that intimacy that you're sharing that moment. Uh, Let's face it. If you're a gay woman, you're not going to get penile insertion. You're going to use an instrument of some sort. Well, you're going to get clitoral. You're going to get direct clitoral stimulation. Maybe it's through the you know rubbing against one another. Maybe there's a toy, but you are going to be getting more clitoral stimulation when you're having intercourse, male and female. That's not the case most of the time, although it can be. But again, if you're focusing on that and you're so concerned or your partner's so concerned that you're not having an orgasm during penetration, during intercourse, and you're trying so hard, you're not actually feeling all that connected or having that much fun. It's not going to be pleasurable. This is something to do, something to achieve, a goal to attain. And then the orgasm is no longer a positive thing. I think it's the the advent of social media has done irreparable harm to so many different situations, but in that regard too, because we're flooded with, it used to be you had to get on the internet. You had to actually go after a porn site. Now you, four seconds, you can have it in your phone. 
and you're watching that stereotypical slam it home, slam it home, big load, boom. And, oh, thank you. Oh, my God, that was fabulous. And guys think that's what they have to do. Right. Women think that's what they're supposed to get. Right. And oh, that's it. And if it doesn't happen, then it's not good. Yeah. And then, then it's a failure. And then exactly. it starts creating a pattern. You start to feel bad. You start to feel pressure. Maybe you start to fake it. Maybe you're both trying so hard and it's no longer fun. And that's when sex starts to decline mm-hmm. or the frequency of it and the pleasure of it. So I always say quality is much more important than quantity. Oh, yeah. But if you're not having good quality, the quantity, the quantity is going to die down. And again, I'm not saying orgasms aren't important. They don't necessarily have to happen and they don't have to happen in certain ways. So if you are a woman or you're with a woman who does not experience orgasms during intercourse, enjoy the intercourse and afterwards find ways to give her an orgasm or Mm -hmm. or for her to have an orgasm. Now, the things that you can do to increase the possibility is one, multiple stimulation. So it could be if if it's male-female sex and you're having intercourse and he's from behind, he can use his fingers to stimulate her clitoris or she can do her own. Mm -hmm. And you can also have a little pocket rocket vibrator that you can add. Uh, also, nipple stimulation or anal stimulation can also add a level of arousal. But again, that's not necessarily the direct clitoral stimulation that you need. And the example that you gave of what we see oftentimes in porn is that slamming in and out. Now, yeah. there are women who enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a lot of women, especially women who need direct clitoral stimulation, there are ways that you can do that with missionary position sex. And so rather than that in and out banging kind of Mm -hmm. thing, it's more of a connecting, staying very close. So kind of rubbing your, your body, your pelvis against hers, which kind of rubs against her clitoris and doing a soft, but with pressure rocking motion, which is very different than that in and out kind of Mm -hmm. sex. So a lot of women are able to, especially with multiple stimulation, able to experience an orgasm that way. But again, you don't want to make it the goal. No, it's the continuing the intimacy. We've talked about that before, taking a shower together, then the foreplay. And then if it doesn't happen, and and it happens some, and the old expression, it happens to everybody. And guys, you can be in the middle of just mucho duro, rock hard, and all of a sudden it just starts to go a little. Right. You're exhausted, you pulled the muscle, whatever. Doesn't mean the end all be all. Okay, that sucks. I have to go home and I'm sad. You can then okay next time, but in the meantime, we're still here. Yeah, we're in a great position. Let's uh, let me take care of you. Yeah, or not. I mean, I, I really think that when couples are so focused on performing and achieving and all of those things, it just not only really takes a lot away from the pleasure and connection of the sexual experience, it can negatively impact the relationship. But the other is true also. And we flip that on its side and say, okay, well, if a couple is being sexual and yeah, maybe the guy loses his erection, maybe she gets tired and doesn't want to continue anymore. Uh, All of those things. He comes too quickly. He's not coming at all because Mm -hmm. men have difficulty with orgasm sometimes too. All of those things when we can just connect on that level and be in it together and not make such a big deal of it, not feel so bad, then what's going to happen is it's not going to take on a life of its own. Because once you start feeling bad about it, now it starts to take over. Now you start to go in your head and feel anxious and feel pressure and feel disconnected. 
those are the things that are toxic to a relationship. So when you can do the opposite, you know, say, it's, it's, you know, it's okay. We'll go have an ice cream and we'll watch, you know, TV. And maybe while you're watching TV, there could be a little fondling, a little massaging, a little kissing and something will happen. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll happen the next night. Absolutely. 15, 20 minutes later, whatever. There's the other dynamic. Everything should, everyone should keep in mind is the fact everyone's different physiologically, emotionally, the whole dynamic of Intercourse is going to take place differently with each person. So if you happen to meet up, your first real relationship is a woman who's multi-orgasmic. You just touch her. Oh, my God. I just came. Oh, my God. Wow. Look at me. I'm such a stud. And all of a sudden, the relationship goes different, uh, different direction. You meet somebody else who's just one of those people that just can't seem to get there. Mm-hmm. You start questioning, well, what am I doing wrong? It's not you're doing something wrong. It's just a different dynamic to apply. Very, yeah, very good point. One of my best friends, his first girlfriend was one of those, was a professional dancer in a show. And she was multi-orgasmic. I witnessed it. Not, I didn't <laughs> really? visualize it. Uh-huh. But I had a date. I'm outside with roommates. And I'm literally come home. We're sitting on the couch, starting to make out a little sudden. Wait a minute. What was, oh no. Oh no. I knew it was coming literally <laughs> because I had heard it before. Yeah. He's with his girlfriend in his bedroom. And I say, it's like the Olympics because it's, oh my God. Oh, geez, oh, man. Ah, oh my God. Oh my God. And lit- we had the window open once on a warm evening. How do you know she wasn't faking it? Let me tell you something. Yeah, if she yeah, was yeah. faking it, she was, she was uh, an Academy Award winner because it went on for days. It seemed like. <laughs> We'll and, never know, will we? Not well, really. if she was faking it, she would love to get redundant because it was unbelievable. It yeah. literally two to three hours. And she just, oh my God, he's faking my brains out. And it, I don't think he was faking it. The bottom line is the next girlfriend he dated right. was a little yeah, uncomfortable. She was not that. Exactly. Was, and so he kept York. thinking, I don't, know what's, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I remember, I had no knowledge back then. He's, I, I remember saying... I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And for months, he's been banging the crap out of this one girl. Right. Everything's fine. Now there's something wrong. No, there wasn't something wrong. It was a different person. Right. And the other thing is, on that same note, sometimes what worked with one person, so exactly. we knew it's like, oh, well, if I touch her in this way yep. or I did this thing, that worked. So they tried the exact same thing with other women. Exactly. So, yeah. It's like Seinfeld. That's my move. <laughs> Was it a little swirl at the end and a pinch? Yes, that's my move. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, you really want to experience whichever partner that you're with. Right for who they are and learn about them because everyone's different. Not only is every person different, but we're different at different moments. And I always talk about this where if you're with your, your wife or your girlfriend and there was something that worked amazingly last night, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to Mm -hmm. be as amazing tomorrow because it just a moment thing. And that's why communication is so important. That's exactly, I I exactly was going to say that word. You have to be able to be the, the, Intimacy you're sharing physically, you have to share it emotionally too. You have to yeah. be able to say, you know, this or that, or a just, little bit, a little bit harder, a little yeah, bit higher, exactly. a little bit softer. And, and yeah. women have to understand: guys are sometimes very insecure. They may come across as very bravado. I'm the caveman. I'm gonna slay this dragon. I'm gonna do all this stuff. But all of a sudden, you say, "Try this." Out. What am I doing wrong? Oh my god! Oh, you, oh, oh. And, and it freaks a guy out because. I'm getting critique from, I must not be doing it right or she wouldn't be saying well, something. Well, yeah. So we'll say an immature guy, but we'll That's say, they'll say there's two points. One is, I believe that most men, maybe all men, 
want to know how to please their partner. Now, there are some men who have difficulty hearing the feedback. That is true. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I, I don't think there's a, I mean, it's just completely selfish, but we'll say well, a, a good man. There is a, per- yes, there is a percentage we'll, like we'll that. A good man or a quality man would want to know what turns his girl on, mm-hmm. what turns his woman on, how, what to do, how to touch her, what she likes. So usually he welcomes it. But there might be the woman who he's with who had the other kind of guy before where she gave him some feedback and it didn't turn out well. So there's two things there. One, you know what, regardless of what you imagine is going to happen or not, it's just like anything you're afraid of. Do it anyways because Mm -hmm. it's important. You'll find out. But give your partner the benefit of the doubt. And if they don't respond well, you have a conversation about that. But there are ways to communicate. And a lot of women, they make the mistake of telling, and men do this too, telling their partner what they don't like. So they're being touched in the wrong way. And they're saying, no, no, don't do that. Oh, no, I don't like that. Don't touch me there. Oh, no, 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 that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff is toxic. It is not good for a thriving sexual relationship because nobody likes to hear that. And it doesn't give you any information at all. So don't do that. But if your partner's touching you in a way that you don't like, let them know what you would like more. Mm -hmm. So if it's too hard to, you know, ask them to go softer. Right. You know, it's just pretty basic and it's not as difficult to say when you're speaking in the positive Mm -hmm. of what you would like. And again, most men are going to be, I think, pretty welcoming of that information. If a man, say for instance, using his hands, he's going down, Mm -hmm. he's manipulating and and kind of inserting and you're just getting nothing out of it. There's nothing wrong with taking your hand on his hand and kind of moving it in a circle kind of thing. Yes. Nonverbal communication. Exactly. That is erotic to me. It's like, oh, okay. Now, Okay. Boom. You've just hit a home run with me. Now I know what to do versus that in out, in out, in out. Yeah. I actually had a girl tell me once, I don't like fast tongues because somehow I got it. This is my incomplete. This is like a year ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a long, long time ago. Ages ago. When I was just a young child. <laughs> and I remember thinking, well, the, the tongue should be working like a freaking jackhammer. <laughs> On the clitoris because that'll be fabulous. Yeah, no, some women may like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm sh- I'm trying to show her what I'm going to do to her mm-hmm. by just kissing her. Mm-hmm. So and in my brain, I'm going, oh, she's going to go, oh yeah, I can't wait till he does that downtown. But she's you thought like, you were going to drive her wild. She thought, she, and she's like, Ugh, gross. It's like a lizard. And she said, I don't like fast tongues. And I felt like an idiot. And I still remember it because in my brain, I thought I was going to get exact opposite. It's not like, oh, yeah, go ahead and take that down. And just like, I'm like, fast tongues. I'm like, okay. But it's the classic. <laughs> That's how we learn man. sometimes from our mistakes. Especially yeah. in your the intimacy, you're naked, you're in, just all, all things are stripped away. And you get that intimacy, the idea of someone giving you critique. If you're not totally secure, oh crap, I'm not doing it right. Yeah, critique is, is a bad word. Nobody wants critique. Right. But uh, but information, that's different. But you if want to give if, them information. And for a woman or guy, I guess, you could the reverse. If you're with a narcissistic person who doesn't give a crap, who just says, why don't you try this? You know what? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because that's what I like. That's what worked with all less. of the other women I've been with before and they all loved it. Exactly. Right. And, and I'm sure a I've woman not seen has heard women that. like that in my practice. Yes. And I'm sure women have heard that statement and, or they've seen one of these stupid, like 50 shades of boring and they go, okay, we have to do that now. And if I was exciting, 
I'd be doing it. And since I don't like it, there must be something wrong with right. me. And again, it's about insecurity or feeling bad. So a man who is saying, hey, this worked for all of the other women I've been with. There's something wrong with you. That's his insecurity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that is that's about, oh, yeah. that is about him. So, you know, we have to take that with a grain of salt. And yeah, that's somebody you probably don't want to be naked with anyways. Right. I mean, you know, you want to, I think, be somewhat concerning about, or discerning, right. concerned and discerning about who you are getting naked with. Mm-hmm. You know, how you want to make sure you can trust this person. And you need to be able to trust them with being able to talk to them and tell them what you like or being able to ask them if they have an STD or if they're going to use a condom or you need to be able to have these conversations. And if you don't have enough comfort in being able to do that, you know, you just might want to rethink this whole thing in the first place. And if you hear a yes and a no to those questions, get get up and get out of the STD. Yes, I do. Condom? No. (laughs) Okay, then. Check, please. Yeah. And, you know, these conversations you don't want to have when you're in bed with somebody right. naked. That's too late. But, yeah, I mean, the idea of being able to communicate and have a partner who wants to know what it is that turns you on. And you could even put it that way. It's like, hey, you want to learn about the things that really get me going? Bingo. Exactly. I mean, you, you can have a partner who says no. Like, who would say I still no? remember vividly a, a girl that was wanting to get better at oral sex. She said, how about some practice? And I'm like... <laughs> Oh my God, please. Thank you, God. She said that to me right before I was going on. I was working as a blackjack dealer Uh and I have a 20 minute break. I see her and she goes, how about some practice? I'm like, oh, now I'm supposed to stand in front of a table and deal blackjack for the next two hours. Be a very interesting I was probably giving away hundreds of dollars and I didn't even look. Okay. Yeah. You got a seven. Okay. Here you go. Blackjack. That's a good line though. Make note. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I knew, and it was fun because she really did. And she's saying, teach me. Exactly. Teach me how how to do it. Teach me how to turn and you I, on. And, I, and believe me, it worked in reverse too. I said, what is going to, you tell me if this is better or it's almost like, take it to the eye exam. Is it better this way or this way? Well, that's what I teach couples how yeah, to communicate. Exactly. To ask either or questions is always going to be better than asking an open, um, I'm sorry, a closed-ended question or even an open-ended question. Open-ended questions are too big. What do you like? Right. Sometimes that's too big. And do you like this? Yeah, it's usually going to be a yes or no, and oftentimes it'll be a yes even if it isn't a yes, and if it's a no, that doesn't give you any information either. But yeah, let's learn about each other's bodies. Teach me, and I'll teach you. That is fun. And then the accumulated knowledge can only benefit both of you. Absolutely. And and to keep that kind of communication ongoing. So there's probably some listeners who either have a partner or are somebody who has not experienced an orgasm or they don't think that they've experienced an orgasm and they might be wondering how they can do that. And what I'm going to say about that is, you know, it's really practice. It is about practice. Mm -hmm. It is about being able to get to a heightened level of arousal. That's really what it is. So what are the things that might be getting in your way? Number one, to alleviate anything that might be getting in the way of your arousal, trying to have an orgasm is definitely one of them. The other things are what are things that can bump up your level of arousal? I'm going to say coconut oil is great. So if you're a woman and you're going to be self-stimulating yourself, which brings us to masturbation or self-love, which is always important to feel comfortable with your body, to learn about the things you like, and much easier to experience an orgasm without the pressure of worrying about what your partner is thinking or doing. You don't have to worry about how you look. You don't have to worry about what's going on. It gives you that space to be able to really experience that level of pleasure 
and arousal. And again, to let go of the trying to achieve anything of any goal, mm-hmm. it's just really about giving yourself as much pleasure as you can. And for a lot of women, the way that they learn about their bodies or to have an orgasm the first time is usually with the vibrator because it is a very powerful tool and toy that can be a great way to just get your body revved up. And some people are afraid of vibrators. They think that they'll get addicted to them or that they'll or become dependent. Right. Then Mr. Johnson's never going to do the job. Right. And so that's not true. I right. mean, I, I guess if you got just really crazy with it, it's certainly possible, but not that I know of. So it is a healthy way to explore your body. But then you can give that information to your partner and not only you achieve the, the success of both giving that information, but you give them the power to please you, and then you can kick back and get everything you want out of that whole experience. Yeah. I mean, it, that's it, it. same thing with, we talk about oral sex. It, some women, teeth need to be a little sheathed a little if they just kind of, yikes, we're not yeah, peeling I mean, carrots there, here. There is some technique. There definitely is technique. But, you know, we've talked about this before. The most important thing for, I think, whether you are a male or a female, But when you are giving oral sex, to be actually enjoying it, to be in that place where you are enjoying the experience of it and you're wanting to please Mm -hmm. your partner and it becomes a really enjoyable experience for both people. When you're doing it because you feel you have to or you're not really liking it, but you're doing it because you think it's the only way that your partner's going to have an orgasm, then it is not going to be very enjoyable for either person. Yeah, generally speaking, I know, you know, it's the whole, there's no such thing as a bad blowjob, but you know how I feel about that. I disagree with that based on some things I've heard. But yeah, and I think, you know, as we're wrapping up the show, the important message here is orgasms are great. It's important. I'm all for them. Yes, and me too. And it's important for people to experience orgasms in their lovemaking because it's a beautiful experience. And yet it is problematic when that becomes the sole focus and goal and we're performing and we're doing and we're achieving, then it is actually causing more harm than good for our relationships, for our sex lives. So to get rid of that, and when you do that and you're able to experience sex in a more pleasurable way without feeling those expectations, chances are, there will be orgasms, and even when they aren't, that's okay too. You're still going to have a good time. Exactly. And just be kind, be patient, be considerate, because you you have no idea the experience someone has until you're with them. Mm-hmm. And they maybe they've been with, say it's a long-term relationship. Maybe they were married for 20 years. The first or second relationship they ever had, they got married. They've had average to mediocre sex for all that time. Right. They don't know any Exactly. Any don't assume they're going to be... Lady get I have in bed. Yeah, you have to assume they don't know you, you don't know them, let's explore together. Well, not only assume, it's just the truth. Right. So yeah, to every person you're with, whether it is a brand new relationship or even if it's somebody that you've been with for a while, to understand that we are constantly changing. So it's a different person or we evolve and change over time too. Our bodies change, our desires change. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have those kind of intimate conversations out of bed, to be able to talk about sex is really important. Things Mm -hmm. that turn you on, maybe talk about your fantasies, get some eroticism in there. And then also to be able to communicate while you're in bed to let your partner know what feels good and what doesn't. Get rid of that 
orgasm goal and focus. And I promise you, sex will be a much better experience and the orgasms will happen. There might be some things that you can do to amp that up. Again, a little self-love, using some coconut oil, which I find a lot of people really like. There's no chemicals. It works out really well with their body. Pina colada lube. No, pina colada because it's coconut and pineapple juice and rum. Well, drinking a pina colada could help. Exactly. Uh, a little you know, vino. I mean, I always yeah. say a, a little a little alcohol could be good, one or two drinks, but oftentimes when we do more than that, it is mm-hmm. more problematic than beneficial. Oh, yeah. So take a look at your own relationship and think, okay, is this something that has been problematic for me? Has my partner been so focused on this or am I that it has been negatively impacting the pleasure and the connection in our lovemaking? And if it is, then have a conversation. So my action step for you today, listeners, is to realize where you're at. How do you really operate? Where Where is your mind and where is your body while you are having sex? Because Ultimately, you want to be out of your head and in your body, not something you do. Sex is an experience. And that's the first thing. And then, you know, perhaps to have a conversation with your partner, maybe to create some kind of a learning experience. I think that would be wonderful. So again, Mark and I, as we've said at the beginning of the show, we're all for orgasms. That's right. I'll vote for them every time. (laughs) But you want to do it in a way that is actually a good thing for you and positive to your relationship. So next week, I am going to have Melanie Hudson on the show. We're going to be talking about celebrating love, and I am going to be telling my story. So be prepared for that one. I think you'll enjoy the show. Let us hear from you and see how things are going. For you people around the world, we want to hear from you guys. Everybody take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.